The bids are in. The gavel has dropped. Ladies and gentlemen, here at WineBid, we are finally hammered. That's right. This is WineBid's podcast dedicated to all things wine value, wine retail, wine auctions, and of course, just wine. I am Jeff McGurn on WineBid's marketing team. With me, as always, is the illustrious Paul Walker, our wine expert and wine auction expert. He knows everything there is to know about wine. And, and wine auctions, yep. And You're correct on all, and, that's not true. Pretty sure I'm and, correct on everything. Not an expert by and, any means. And uh, you are. And uh, uh, <laughs> and so we're gonna be rolling right into all things US wine coming to auction this week. We're gonna talk about a lot of the interesting stuff we're seeing. I wanna start it off by talking about one of Paul's favorite producers, one of his favorite, not his favorite. I do have his favorite producer in the United States here later, but we're going to start off with one hear of his it. parents. This is a 1986 Camus Napa Cuvée Cabernet Sauvignon Magnum. Are you familiar with the Camus's uh, Cuvée? Uh, you don't see it nearly as often as no, the, shall we call it, standard Camus Cabernet Sauvignon. So that's that's an interesting bottle. I didn't notice the uh, 86 mag. It's uh that's a really cool. That's a nice pick. And, and I love old Camus too. I, I thought you were being facetious and trying to trying to talk trash, but I, I love old Camus. No, I awesome. I, I, here's what's interesting. In 84 and then for like a few years after that, Camus expanded their lineup and they added this Napa Cuvée. My understanding is it's it's basically all purchased fruit that they source from from other places. I don't know that I don't know how much of it is, is estate. It was it was basically a more wallet friendly wine uh, to appeal to uh, folks who were interested in their um, in their other big bold reds. My understanding though is that this was pretty short lived. It only really lasted until I want to say eighty eight is okay. when I read that that it ended. Yeah, this is kind of a little bit of Camus uh, history, right? Sure. Because, like you said. You know, you don't see this around every day. Uh, kind of an interesting, kind of an interesting um, bottle coming into auction, and it's in a magnum. So, yeah, uh, you know, chances that it's going to be uh, a little bit. You know, your chances that that it's gone bad or turned or a little bit less coming out of the magnum. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. I wonder too. You know, back then in the mid '80s, they probably owned quite a bit less land than they do now. It's funny because I always like to look at the write-ups and there, fortunately there's a back label photo and it says it's produced from select vineyards located in the heart of the Napa Valley, creating a balance between prime valley, hillside and benchland areas. So yeah, there's probably a sma- you know a bit of fruit from the estate in Rutherford there in the valley floor and then i'm curious i i mean who would know i wonder where the hillside and and benchland sources are for this wine but that's that's really cool that's a neat pick and yeah i'm sure you're like you say in, in magnum format it's probably it's probably drinking really well that was a good vintage in the 80s 85 87 were phenomenal 86 i think you know are some pretty tannic monsters in there but I'll bet it's I'll bet it's good. A little bit of Napa history for you there. Something you don't see come along every day. Thought yeah, that now you gotta tell me what my favorite producer is, because I'm pretty sure you're you're gonna be well, about this one. But before how dare you? How <laughs> dare you accuse me of being facetious or joking? I'm nothing but serious. I will say this bottle, I know, is probably something you'll bid on. Um, you probably already are going to. I haven't already. Yeah, no, exactly. this is not your favorite producer. So I'm going to get to that one, but this is another one that. Oh, I'm there's all about. kinds of stuff. This is another Camus. 
1990 special selection. Here's why I know this one is one that you're watching. I'm pretty sure you're fault you're tracking this one. It's because it was, and this is I know something you follow. This is like your two favorite things together at last. Camus, and it was number one one wine spectator in 1994. <laughs> that and that I I'm sure you bought it because I think that would 94, you would have been in your what 40s? <laughs> And if that's the case, I'm looking great for my. You, know, <laughs> you are. Now. You look fantastic. You bathe in oil of LA. This is, uh, I think, I believe you've said multiple times, you've told me that this is your favorite winery. And if I told anybody. <laughs> did I tell else, you in confidence or not? Yeah, you said if I ever, if you said if I ever mentioned it, that you would deny it. <laughs> and, but this is your favorite winery. It's a one of, you said it's one of Napa's best kept secrets. You go there tasting a lot when you can get in. Apparently, it's very difficult to get tastings <laughs> there. In 1996, Visa Tui. Oh, boy. It's Suzanne's Vineyard Cabernet. Yeah, they have a great so, deli. I'll, I'll give you that. I've heard amazing things about the, the deli. I haven't had the wine, so I can't speak for the wine, but uh, that's look at you being modest there. Um, <laughs> no, I do want to get back to your, your camera special selection pick real quick. The 90 came, I don't know. It, it's funny because I've never, I do actually remember years and years ago, somebody talking about how it got this number one 90. I don't think it's as good as the 91. I think the 91's always been slightly better than the 90. And you, did you know what, Jeff? I don't know if you noticed this, but in this week, there's a three bottle vertical of the 90, 91, and 92 came as special selection. So I think you should step up and bid on that and then host an event, invite some YBID customers to your house and <laughs> open those wines. And, you know, and then you can, you can, you guys could have your own little podcast all about this little vertical well, of 90 through 92. That would assume I know any wine, but. Uh, I I know wine big customers like I don't. Have Aren't you marketing to them? I would imagine you would know. I'm, them I'm trying. Them. Yeah, I'm marketing them, but I don't like know them. <laughs> like, look, if you're if you're a wine big customer in San Diego and and you know you want to get together and have some. Here, wine, I'll give you Jeff's cell phone. Where, where is it? Let yeah, get, yeah. Whatever. Just just reach out, reach out to Paul Walker. Call anytime. Com. <laughs> Any hour of the day or night. That's right. No, I don't know. That's it's you know. There's also a bottle of ninety can in this week at 190 which seems a little steep i mean granted you know these older classic very uh, let's just say like you know top of the sort of top of the line as it were producers from the 80s 70s 80s 90s however you want to put it the 90 came as the regular cabernet for lack of a better term appalachian cabernet uh at 190 does seem a little a little high i'd probably I'd probably gamble on that 86 mag of cuvee. What is it? 180, right? It was 180. Yeah. yeah. I would probably go for that in this week if I had to pick but, all the different cameras, but not a, not a crazy price and a really interesting bottle. No. Now, um, speaking of sort of Napa usual suspects, there is a ton, a metric ton. <laughs> I feel like of Mondavi from the seventies, eighties, nineties, and and two thousands. So it's just yeah what a mandavi coming into auction tremendous amount all all sorts of stuff we've got botrytis sauvignon blancs mm -hmm. cabs pinot noirs cabs from um 79 83 a bunch of 83s 84 85 87 88 just a ton of, of mandavi coming in going back to, to you know sort of a, a a napa valley usual suspect 
just a ton of uh, BV. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. 75, yeah, yeah. 77, 78, 83, 89, 97, uh, a bunch of Georgia's De La Tours, uh, 75, 77, 82, 85. I mean, you go on and on and on. The, there's just a massive amount of some, some Pinot Noir um, um, from, from BV, uh, just a massive amount of, of stuff coming in from BV. Yeah. Which, yeah. There's, there's a lot of like really sort of classic traditional wines. And I, that's, that was one of the things I wanted to point out was like some of the picks I had were from, you know, some of these other notable producers vintners in the valley and then things that i haven't seen or don't know much about but from you know from older vintages well last week there was a whole bunch of rochiolian and then this week there was a bottle of 1990 which uh i you know it's it's got their old-fashioned label on it i thought that was really really cool if we're moving over to sonoma also there's a bottle of 1984 solari estate larkmead vineyards which I think is really neat because I I didn't know that anyone was making fruit from Larkmead. I know Larkmead's you know been around for a long time, but the eighty four Solari was that was new to me. It's also thirty five bucks, so it didn't seem like uh, you know too bad of a price for something vintage and 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 rarity and history. And then there's uh, three things from Stag's Leap Winery. There's yeah. a 1986 Cabernet. There's six of those at 75. That that stuck out to me because that's you know it's got again talking about 86 vintage like the Camus. I didn't think it was too too bad of a deal. And then there uh 91 Petite Syrah. And I think it was I kind of looked up a little bit of history because obviously Stag's Leap Winery has been there forever. And uh Carl Dumani was the guy that kind of you know, brought it into the limelight, but he refused to remove the Petit Syrah, which I think is really cool because the Petit Syrah from up there is, is really, really, really good and always has been excellent. So, and it's, it's still not expensive. The, the, the 91 is 30, $30 reserve. So I thought that was cool. And then there was this 1980 Stagsley Vintners Hedrigal Merlot, which I had never seen before. And I don't know who Stag's Leap Bittners is, if this was some kind of a, like a co-op or something. I know there was a problem with Warren Wernierski and, and Carl Dumani regarding the Stag's Leap name. And one was Stag's Leap Wine Cellars and the other was Stag's Leap Winery. And they had to move the position of the apostrophe in a legal battle. The whole thing seemed kind of silly. But anyway, I'd never seen Stag's Leap Bittners before. And there's a 1980 Napa Valley Merlot for 20 bucks, uh, and bottle looks fantastic. Those were a few of my older, let's say, old school picks from, uh, you know, from the from US this week. I've got a, quite a few other things too. If you if you wouldn't mind me, mentioning. go for it. Go for it. Yeah. So there are also moving up a little bit in time there's some mid 90s palmeyer which i always just i just think these wines are incredible cuz helen turley was the winemaker um in the in the mid 90s and there's the the 96 red blend for 135 and the 96 merlot also for 135 just phenomenally amazing stuff i think the 95 and 94 are some of the best california red wines i've ever had there is also some oh yeah 87 saddleback magnum of cabernet for 45 bucks uh which i thought was really really wild and that's at oakville 
uh, producer Niles Vengi famously his own that's his own uh, brand is Saddleback Cellars. So I thought that was that was a great find. That'll probably get bit up. Eighty seven is a killer Napa vintage, and the wines are drinking great. I just tried eighty seven Spring Mountain last week, and it was it was incredible. There's also moving back to Sonoma. One of my favorites is uh, Raffinelli Zinfandel. I've always had soft spot for this wine. It was it's just great, great stuff. It ages really well. There's quite a few other vintages in, but the 01 was really good. That's in at four, at 45 this week. Um, back to the 90s, 91 Behringer Reserve in for 135. I think this is you know phenomenally good stuff from a fantastic vintage. Um, back to the 80s again, 85 Carmenet in Sonoma. The uh, estate red, three of those for $35 reserve, I thought was a great deal. Um, 92, there's a there's a couple different things from Con Creek in 92, which I think is, is pretty cool. There's a limited release Cabernet at 35, as well as the Con Creek Anthology at 30. Uh, and I think, you know, these are also some pretty smoking deals. Basically, moving on into the modern era with the rest of my domestic picks, uh, and I'll, I can mention those as well if you wouldn't mind jeff or if you wanted to interject anyway there's some great syrah from uh from mount feeder in this week which we we do see you know from time to time but this week there's a there's a little mini vertical of 07 08 09 2010 and 2011 uh Lager Meredith really really good stuff all sort of in the 35 to 50 range really great Syrah from Mount Feeder it's long long lasting you know age worthy killer stuff uh there's some Davis Estates phase five petite Syrah for 145 bucks which stuck out to me as being pretty wildly expensive but uh, I think Davis Estates has a has a special following anyway two of those for for 145 there's some mending wall wines in uh, including some large format Cabernet mags Tornaho Vineyard Cabernet 170 for the 2015 and 140 for the 2018 I thought that was uh, pretty interesting to see uh there's some 2003 Paul Hobbs Michael Black Merlot it's actually very, very tasty stuff. And 03, kind of an undersung, it was tricky vintage, but there are some great wines. I thought that was was quite cool. And it's 50 bucks for the 03 Paul Hobbs, Michael Black Merlot. Uh, there's a bottle of 17 back to Sonoma, 17 uh, packs Sonoma Hillside Syrah, two of those at 40. And uh, then moving down the coast, there's some 2001 Pisoni Estate Pinot Noir, which is just amazing stuff from uh gary pisoni's vineyard down in the central coast at 55 a piece it's got nice a bit of age on it should be drinking fantastically now back up to napa there's a magnum of 09 realm backstop for tokalon which is uh cool to see the old label because it's it's obviously back in the you know <clears throat> late aughts which you didn't you don't see those too much there's Often we see a lot of the more current release stuff, but I haven't seen a magnum of the 09 Beckstoffer in a long time. And that's at 380. And then back to the 90s in, in Napa, 95 Robert Craig Affinity. I thought this stuff was always really tasty. It was kind of the there were there were, if I recall correctly, there were like three or four Robert Craig kind of flagship wines. And the affinity, I think, was like the Bordeaux style blend. 
and there's a bottle of 95 at 35 bucks which I, i'll i'm definitely gonna bid on that if if no one else does because it's it's tasty cabernet and it should be drinking great there's also what, 2010. what, what one was that <laughs> it was the romane conti latage jeff that's what you're doing <laughs> don't be confused by all this you know california wine you don't you don't like california wine it's it's this is my territory so <laughs> step, step back Anyway, 2010, Keenan, Robert Keenan, uh, the side-by-side -side reserve, which I am unfamiliar with this wine, but anyway, that stuck out to me, uh, 70 bucks for that. I always think Keenan wines are great. There's all kinds of different, uh, you know, it's Merlot, both the Merlot and the Cavs and the Reserve Cavs are really, really good. Let's see, there's some Saunter moving into the more modern age here. Saunter Clone 685 Redhead Vineyard Cab 2016. There's one of those at 50. And then Eagle Summit Cab 2014 at 60. I think those are excellent, excellent wines. I believe Thomas Brown is behind the winemaking in that venture. 18 Seaver Family GTS Cab for 245. And then also the 18 Seaver family NLS Cabernet for 135 stuck out to me too. Don't see too much Seaver wine in auction. 18 Senses, one of my favorite Sonoma Coast, uh, another Thomas Brown wine actually. Senses UV El Diablo Chardonnay, six of those in at 60. Really, really great wines. They're getting better every year. They got big, big scores too, if that matters. And then we talked about some of the older stuff. Oh, there's a 19, there's three bottles of 19 Stallworth Cabernet, which is a relatively new uh, production. Celia Welch is the winemaker, and those are $3.95, not, not cheap, but I think it's very expensive from the mailing list. Uh, and then there's some, yeah, there's a whole bunch of Turley. I saw this LPR Roussan, which I think is a late harvest wine. I've, I, I, I was going to mention that. I, yeah. I, I was going to mention that because I was... I thought it was super interesting to see, you know, see, a, yeah. uh, you know, Roussan. And I don't know what the LPR refers to, but uh, I'm sure it's good, whatever it is. Uh, I think, yeah, it's got a wax top, nice 375 liter bottle, a very interesting color. It looks like, kind of looks like Sauternes. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. And then let's see, a couple other things. T-Vine, which we really don't see that often either. 09 Freddie Annie Petit Syrah. I think Freddie Annie is up in Calistoga, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I always liked their Petit Sarai. I thought it was really, really good. Anyway, 09 T-Vine, three of those at 30. And then 07 T-Vine, Frediani Syrah, two of those at 30. Uh, there's a Tyler going back down to Central Coast. I love this stuff. 2012 Tyler Winery Pinot Noir, one of those at 31. Sorry, got a bid. That's a pretty fair deal. And then again, back into the modern age in Napa, there is a whole slew of William and Mary. This is some great, great stuff that Will Segui, who's been with Thomas Brown for a long time, it's Will's own label, his own brand, and great, great Cabernets and uh, and Cabernet blends. There's kind of the second label, Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, there's the 18, 19. There's a whole bunch of it. There's the 18 Shiflet, 19 Shiflet, and the Ranch Red as well from 18 to 19. I think other vintages all sort of in the 65 to 80 range. So those were my picks for California. I had a couple things from Oregon, if you'll permit me. Go for it. So there's a bunch of Archery Summit, and I picked two of the 03, well, I should say there's two bottles of the 03 Arcus Estate Pinot Noir in for 50. There's other vintages too of, of, of the Arcus Estate, but they're quite a bit more expensive. And I thought the 03s were a deal at 50 a piece. 
There's a lot of Domaine Juran in as well. There's a um, 2017 Edition Limitée Pinot Noir at 65, which I thought wasn't uh, crazy expensive. And then there's a giant bottle. There's a five liter of Patricia Green Etzel Block Estate Pinot Noir for 345, which I thought was really cool. I don't think I've ever seen even, well, there's mags occasionally, but not anything larger than a mag of Patricia Green Pinot Noir. So that was, that was exciting to see. And those were my those are my domestic picks this week. Well, with that, it wraps up another episode of Finally Hammered here at Wine Bid. A lot of interesting stuff coming into auction this week. Yeah. Certainly a lot of really affordable stuff. So I know, I know I'm going to be bidding on a number of things. <laughs> and with that, I am Jeff McGurn, uh, and this is Paul Walker wishing you happy bidding and cheers. Cheers. <laughs>